What's your position? I'm good. That reminds me of, and it's not really related at all. We just don't own enough soft furnishings and we live in a brick house. That will really smash it and kill it. Happy New Year. It's raining quite heavily here. Is it raining in Glenrowan? Sort of unclear. Mm. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for it. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not talking about how people in Victoria had a really bad time. I'm talking about how many people in Victoria like had to go and do jobs where they had to watch people die or choose who was going to die or see people die or have people die in their homes and not be able to get the dead bodies out. Look, Mm. I'm not really sure. (laughs) I just assumed that it was Scott Morrison being a cunt. Does bother me. Yeah. She's like a real vol cell. I think it's going to be a bit more like DIY bit more um you know like scruffy i'm leaving melbourne today or tomorrow (laughs) no ak they're being racist against london it was sort of unclear if states even had the power to do that sorry she's still talking stand by what hey guess what they hoped to immunise like 100 million people in the month of December in America. I've said this a bunch of times, so I don't know if I've said it to you, but I'm so annoyed at New South Wales and I know it's dumb to like blame. Come on. Oh, I think I had a dream about the garden last night. Yeah, what a piece of shit. COVID does a great job at just proving how Australians are all just cops. <laughs> Like, if your neighbours can just (laughs) flinch a tiny bit of joy in this terrible reality. Oh, my God, that's so loud. Man, that bird is down to fuck 24-7. I have never seen such a horny bird in my whole life. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Also, a friend of mine in London just got the new London strain. Shit. And all these people in London are like, Stop calling it the London strain. (laughs) It's like, who fucking cares, dude? Like, that is wild. I'm sorry about your wounded civic pride, you fucking lunatic, but, like, (laughs) people are dying. (laughs) We've all been there. Oh, window opener. Do you want to be my girlfriend? I've been thinking a lot about what I enjoy about podcasts and it's literally like the Bell and Sebastian of media. It's like I just want to put on something I can ignore, okay? I have one more thought about maximalist lockdown. Okay, hit me. I'm interested. Which is that I'm desperate to get back to South Australia where we have, where I know that that's what they'll do because then I know that my life can continue as normal, you know? Totally, Yeah. 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 So if we're judging things, how good they are based on my feelings, then that's the best option. What you just say is bereavement (laughs) and then you get transferred to a person immediately. That's great. That's a hot tip. I've got a life update. Okay, hit me. Uh, When I got the iPad, I wanted to download an RPG to play on it that would take a really long time and I could like waste a lot of my life playing. And yeah. so I'm starting at Final Fantasy 1 and going all the way through. <laughs> Whoa. 
Yeah, it's like that time I was at the op shop and I was looking at the plus size things and that woman was like, the whole op shop is for you. This is just for fat people like me. And I was like simultaneously like, fuck you, I can shop wherever I want. And also like, I'm here for you. I'm on your side in this battle against me. What a legend. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I think I'm I'm going to start dating again when I'm 50. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and look for like. Yeah, I'm just going to give it a rest until then. Listen, I told my friend Hannah, and I think that this is true, that she just needs to date dudes who are like 30 years older than her. Oh, yeah? Do you think I need to date dudes that are 30 years older than me? Yeah, I think you could try it mm. because you'll be way more fun probably. <laughs> but like actually you probably got more to you and you expect more from them, whereas like maybe they're used to dating women who have even lower expectations than us. Mm. Which like seems almost impossible. Well, my thing was that I was going to wait until I'm also 30 years older, well, 20 years older, well, 15 years older. Jesus, I'm 35 now. But um, and then all of the men who've like got into relationships young and had kids and were miserable until their kids like, you know, until their relationship ended and their kids moved out or whatever, just were not living their best lives. And then I'll like swan in with my fun friends and my great career and my like just mountains of money because I haven't had to spend any of it on children. And I'll just be like the really fun, cool girlfriend, you know? Yeah, hashtag second chances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in my experience, all those dudes look rough. <laughs> and their new wives are, they like met them on holiday in Thailand. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> like one of the dudes who was friends with my dad, who I was like really in love with when I was a youth because he was kind to me. Mm-hmm. And such a low bar back then. No one was very nice to me. But anyway, and I was kind of in love with him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I went to stalk him on Facebook and he has a – his partner has posted one million pictures of them, like, kissing with love heart frames all around it and it says hashtag second chances. Ah! <laughs> that's wild. Well, that's going to be yeah. me. Should I be doing that? Should I be posting more Lucas Ainsley love content? Listen, I think I'm not sure, but it's probably the same reason that I always want to post photos of my cat because I just love it so much and I think it's so cute and it's the best thing and, you know, I'm just trying to express my love. One of my New Year's resolutions was to take more photos. Oh, that's good. I take too many. Because I take basically zero. Yeah, I've always been a photo taker. Yeah, I would just like to take a few photos every now and again of, like, stuff that we do I think because my memory is getting quite bad I mean thank Mm. god honestly (laughs) my friend Patches who is Jewish when I used to work at DP um, Burning Man we had a talent show every season and he got up on stage dressed as a clown and just talked about the holocaust (laughs) for like five minutes and everyone was just confused That's a really good bit. Um, There was a talent show once at the Powerhouse in Brisbane and I was one of the judges and one guy did a magic trick where, have I told you this? No. Where he had a motor, like a red Motorola flip phone and he 
um, put it in his top pocket and then he snapped his fingers and said abracadabra and then he pulled a red flip phone Motorola out of his bottom pocket uh. and then he said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not too proud to tell you how I did this trick. <laughs> I have nine Motorola's. <laughs> then he pulled out nine Motorola's from his pocket. <laughs> And I laughed so much I fell off my chair. I thought it was the best joke ever. And everybody was like, oh, I really think we should give it to that like guy who juggled chainsaws. And I was like, I can't believe you're not going to give it to the Motorola guy. I refuse to let anyone else win this competition except for the Motorola guy. And like got really shitty. <laughs> Man, that joke rules. That's still probably my favourite joke of all time. All the people who have ever judged a talent show were not qualified to do so, in my opinion. I don't know. What about that TV show, Penn and Teller, Fool Us? Oh, yeah. Have you watched the show, though? I don't really like it. It's not very good. I don't really like it either. Well, I don't know. I did watch – I was very hungover and coming down from a party a few – like a couple months ago – and I watched an episode of it and one of the tricks was so good it nearly made me cry. Oh, whoa. Yeah, it's, a, it's about a tiny plunger. You should look it up on YouTube. Okay, I will. Pen and Teller Full Us Tiny Plunger Trick. Okay. It's very good. Yeah. Right. Why did it make you cry? You're emotional. Um, I just get – I was very emotional but I also get more – I get really emotional when people are good at their jobs or like when people do well. <laughs> yeah. You've got a real touch of the mums. Yeah. Yeah. When people did have done like when, you know, pride, you know. Yeah. So I get really me... proud of people a lot. Yeah. Well. Whenever I'm like, oh, Lucas, I'm so proud of you. He's always like, no, we have to go into a different room now. <laughs> I'm not allowed. It's a band activity. <laughs> he quit his job. He's retired. And I told him that oh, him retiring yeah, was the proudest I'd ever been of him. And he was like, no, I haven't done anything. I've just stopped working. I was like, that takes a lot of courage. I'm really proud of you. He was like, it's fucking weird. It's like when I went on a holiday to Mexico and I came back and my mom was like, I'm so proud of you for traveling solo around Mexico. And I was like, I didn't say this, but in my head I was like, all I did was take coke and sleep with Mexican poets. This is the weirdest <laughs> thing to be proud of me for. <laughs> she wasn't proud of that part specifically. <laughs> I know, but did she even know what she was being proud of me for? It's weird. Yeah. I um, had a fight with my ex once because I, I, th- I can't remember if I said I was proud of him or if I was like, are you proud of me or whatever for something that had happened and he was like that's not possible and I was like what are you talking about he's like I can be proud of my daughter but I can't be proud of somebody who's like not got anything to like is not blood related to me that makes no sense that is fucking weird (laughs) that's also not even true yeah well my ex-boyfriend was wrong about a lot of things so yeah there's a lot of yeah. people who are like, I'm an, like uh, in my support group, in my online support group for people with borderline personality disorder, who are mm. like, I'm an extreme empath and other people just can't get that. And so they're like, and I, I always want to be like, 
you know, they'll be like talking about how annoyed they are that other people don't respect how empathetic they are. And I always want to be like, this is not empathy. (laughs) (laughs) Being empathetic would mean that you sympathize with those people. Like it would mean that you could see it from their perspective. You can't like be shitty about how people aren't cool to you because you're such an empath. My group therapy has been sort of nauseating. I'm running one soon. I'm pretty Ooh. excited. Yeah. It's yeah. just going to be a lecture. There will be <laughs> no activities. We're skipping mindfulness. We're going straight to my lecture. Sandra, you see this pie graph? This is a statistical analysis of how much you have talked during each session that I have attended. <laughs> Can you do whatever you want for the session? Um, not, yeah, sort of, a bit, yeah. You have to do Ooh. a skill from the book, but you can do it however you want. Right. Fun. Yeah. Do you have to do one or can you be like, I don't feel like it? Oh, you can totally be like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, cool. Also, there'll, people, there'll be people who are like, I've planned it, I'm ready for it, and then they'll just get shitty on the day and be like, fuck you. Yeah. Make your own activity. Or people just have would... an anxiety attack and be like, I can't do this. Yeah. yeah. Or like be doing it and then halfway through be like, this isn't working or be yeah. doing it. And then halfway through have someone say like, this sucks. Your activity is terrible. PPD <laughs> <laughs> fucking assholes. <laughs> it's a real tough crowd, <laughs> but I like it. If you're bombing, they will let you know. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. They're real assholes. <laughs> it's pretty good. All right. Well, this has been some great pod, maybe. I have no idea. Yeah, could be, could not be. Who knows? Who knows, yeah. I I had to edit a lot out of the last one because the sound quality was so fucked. So I hope it sounds better on this one. Well, I listened to the last one and I it was pretty late at night and I wasn't like really paying attention to the sound quality, but I didn't notice that the sound quality was bad. Okay. Well, maybe my tweaks worked. I think so. All right. Okay, cool. Well, let's pod again in a couple of days. One of my New Year's resolutions was to pod every week of 2021. Yeah, I would really love to do that. I think we should definitely try. Hey, did I tell you I bought two industrial sewing machines? Holy shit. Where? Why? (laughs) Why two? One of them is a cover stitch machine, which does like bindings and hems. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one's just a straight stitch machine. Oh, I've been thinking about getting a cover stitch machine. Are they good? It is i mean i've only just like tested it out when i went to go buy it from a lady but it yeah it works like a fucking dream it's so good oh, it's from like right. the 60s it's Rimaldi brand it's italian and um yeah it's oh, yeah the best. Itali- i mean italians are known for creating <clears throat> great mechanical machinery are they no, no. <laughs> <laughs> They are good at sewing, though. Yeah, that's true. Sewing. Anyway, that's true. I'm sure Um, they were once. I'm sure it wasn't always just the Germans and the Japanese. Probably prior to World War II, other countries could also make, you know, precision engineer things. Yeah, right. So interesting that it's Germany and Japan. I guess there are other countries. Swiss, Switzerland, whatever. Mm, Yeah, the Swiss, pretty good. Uh, but the lady who sold me the machine, um, 
also was super nice and was like, if you ever need help learning how to do something or if you need help with the machine or if you just want me to teach you how to do Because I said to her that I was having trouble doing closures like zippers and stuff. Yeah. She's like, I love doing zippers. If you just want to come over and I'll show you how to install zips. Like, Oh, wow. Just come over. I was like, fuck yeah. Oh, you just She's made a sewing buddy. Yeah. Why I is she getting rid buddies. of her machines? Yeah. Why is she getting rid of her machines? Um, she just doesn't use it very much. She owns it. She runs a small business making um, messenger, not messenger bags, but like bags that are specifically made to like clip onto bikes that are like oh. waterproof and stuff. Oh, whoa. Um, <clears throat> and that uh, awesome. she just, yeah, it's really cool. It's called Treadlight, um, the brand, and she just runs it out of her house with her husband. And she, uh, yeah, just uh, wasn't using the cover stitch machine and she has a bunch of other machines and it was just taking up space and so she decided to move it along, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. We've probably got to start um, – I think I'm going to have to start a business this year. Yeah, I think but you should. And I'm going to as well. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, let's both start businesses. All right, I'm going to go and work on my business proposal right now. Okay, great. For like a few hours and then never think about it ever again. Podcast can shift to um, how to run, start a business podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Business Weekly Forecast. This week on my business, I worked 75 hours. <laughs> I made 40 cents on the hour. <laughs> yeah. I have to get a divorce and I haven't spoken to my family in five months. <laughs> yeah, it'll be really great and uplifting. Yeah, I've started crying blood. Is that normal? <laughs> Coming up after the break. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, Sam. Talk to you soon. Bye, bye. Bye, bye, mate. Listen, I can do anything I want because I look good in leather. I can talk any kind of talk because I look good in leather. And I know you. Because I know